when your whole life is like kind of targeted towards that one goal and you also build your community you know with the people from the field and that's also like being a dancer is not only a job you know like you really you identify with it and yeah your whole life like when you know whenever I moved it was because of the dancing either a school or a new job you know it was never like a my personal decision to move there and then look for a job it's always it was always propelling me to do things in life so when all of that suddenly is not there anymore or you have to change it and find a different motivation that's tricky <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Our guest today was born in Frankfurt, where she began her ballet training. She was further trained in Munich at the Heinz Bosel Stiftung and the Dance Academy in Mannheim. For over 20 years, she worked at the Staatsoper and the Deutsche Oper in Berlin for intro dance in Arnheim and the Scapino Ballet in Rotterdam. Since 2012, she has been working as a freelance ballet master and coach for Scapino Ballet and the Holland Dance Festival. Today, she's based in Berlin and works in production and artist management for performers and choreographers. A warm welcome to our guest, Nicole. Hello, nice to be here. Thank you very much, Nicole. You said you worked in Holland. What was your experience there? Right, so for the last 11 years, out of my 20 years of dancing career, I worked in the Netherlands and yeah, the last nine years I was working with Scapino Ballet in Rotterdam. And Holland is one of the very few countries which have um, a re-education for, for dancers. And that consisted of like you got advice, so if you thought like, oh, I think it's time for me to look for something else, professionally speaking, then you could go there and you could ask them for help and they would guide you in terms of trying to find out what possibilities there might be suitable for you. And also then after, once you targeted something you would like to do, they would help you with a plan and you would make a financial plan and support you for like, in my case, they supported me for four years. So that obviously is very helpful if you have financial support for four years. Or it was three years, but because I was pregnant and gave birth to another child, my third child, um, it then I could prolong it a little bit. So it ran over four years and it was very helpful because the first um, problem I think many dancers hit when they want to, you know, re-educate themselves and stop dancing is that financially they have to kind of stay uh, above water. And of course, if you want to start an education, a study program, whatever. And then at the same time, you'll have to make sure that somehow you have an income because also unemployment benefits, you know, might not be even granted when you start a re-education and you might be too old for any state benefits. Then, um, yeah, of course, that's a big help because there's financial security and you can really explore what you want to do. When you started your career as a dancer, was the transition part of your reflection, part of your thoughts? I guess it was always simmering in the back of my mind because obviously you're aware as a dancer of the fact that it's, you know, it's ephemeral. It's not going to last forever. And there will be at some point in your life come the moment where you have to choose for something else. And I also studied dance um, pedagogics 
during my education as a dancer, but I, I always knew that this kind of like a backup education, which is good to have, but it, my heart doesn't lie there. So that was always clear for me that I would like to do something besides turning into like, you know, ex-ballerina or ex-dancer who's now a ballet teacher for children or something. That was always a bit like, oh, a red kind of sign for me. But yeah, I guess it was always simmering in the back of my mind that, you know, one day there has to be something new, something else. So why did you start to be involved in classical ballet and why did you start your education? Um, I don't know. I wasn't even four years old. I think my sister kind of thought it's a good idea if I start with ballet. I don't know exactly how it came about. But uh, yeah, I started ballet before I knew right from left. And from the moment I started, it was clear to me, I want to be a ballet dancer. I wouldn't ever deviate. I never wanted to be anything else. So once you have to stop or you hit that moment where you think like, wow, it's time to like look for something else. It's really difficult. I, or I thought it was, and I still think it's difficult. For you, the decision to retire from active from an active stage career, do you remember the time or the moment when you thought for yourself, I would like to retire or I will retire in a specific amount of time? I guess like there were two moments about midway, like about 10 years into my career. And then those moments were because I was so frustrated with my work. So I thought, wow, I just have to get out of there. I don't want to be exposed to the subjectivity and to, you know, like the uncertainty of it. And I just, I was so fed up that I thought, okay, I'm out. But then, so that's also what I sometimes tell people now when I work in companies and I see, wow, they, they really seem to have like a huge joy in dancing, but they're just so unhappy with the circumstances they're in at that, at that moment. And then when they come to me and they say, well, I think I'm gonna stop. Then I always advise them, you know what? To me, you don't look ready with dancing. You don't, you don't come across as if you're like really done with dancing. It just seems like you need a change of environment. So I always advise them kind of to say, try, you know, go somewhere else. And then if you feel like, oh no, that really doesn't work, then you stop, but yeah. So I didn't stop back then because I found a new job and I was super happy then in that job. And I felt very at home in that company in Rotterdam. And then there was a moment where I kind of almost stopped. It was after the birth of my first child because um, Rotterdam, yeah, Scapino is a traveling company. I mean, you travel two, three, four times a week to like theaters across the country. So you sit in the bus and then you hang around there and then you have maybe only a 20 minute piece to dance and then you come home late at night. And so I felt like I'm wasting so much time, time I should be spending with my child. So when I was in that, like still um, shortly after he was born, I thought like, oh, no, I don't, you know, I stopped dancing. And I looked already for an appointment with the re-education advisor. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, okay. And we had a nice chat. And then I came home and I met a neighbor. And the neighbor was like, oh, but you can't stop dancing because like, he, we only knew each other as neighbors and he was my osteopath. And then he came to see a show. And then when I spoke to him, he was like, but you're a completely different person when you're on stage. Like he was so amazed, you know, because he only knew me as a neighbor and the normal person. And then he saw me on stage and he was like, that's a completely different Nicole. So then he was like, you can't stop dancing because you can't kick that 
whole other Nicole there is in your life, you know, out of the window. Then I realized, you know, that there's so much, there's such a huge part of me, which is really just can only come to daylight um, in my dancing and being on stage and, you know, physically expressing myself. And then I was like, oh, no, actually, now you say it. Wow, no, I'm really not ready yet. So then I continued for another few years, yes. And then another child was born. And then at a certain moment, I was really like, priorities change, you know, and you feel like it's not worth it anymore, you know, that you have to dedicate everything you do in your life to the profession and so much time. So then I thought, yeah, now it's really the moment to stop for good. How did it feel for you the transition away from the company life with the routine, with all the things that were in place? Yeah, like it, in the first instance, it was kind of a smooth transition because I decided to stop in the middle of the season because we also we had a really nice program and I thought oh, that's a fabulous farewell piece for me. And then our director, he was planning on a new um, full length production. And I asked him if you could imagine to um, work, like in, take me on board into the team as a kind of dramaturg, choreographic advisor, assistant. And he liked that idea and we had a fantastic work together. Like it felt, yeah, we just clicked very much. I felt he was really at ease being creative because he really trusted me on, you know, like giving my opinion or giving him inspiration or something. So that was really nice. So it was like swapping within the same company from one to the next day to the other side, which luckily worked out really well. Like also I had a really nice relationship with the dancers. So that was very smooth. And then, yeah, very gradually I faded kind of out of that environment because I still taught a little bit here and there. And I had a few months also then. That, that's why I wanted to stop also in the middle of the season because I didn't want to like, you know, finish that and enroll into a course like two months later. I really wanted to have, you know, time to prepare and also apply for whatever I was going to do after. So, yes. How did you decide what to do after, what you wanted to do? Right. So I always thought um, that something like being a dance dramaturg, like maybe a bit more, more actively involved than what we, at least in Germany, know as a normal dramaturg work. Like I don't want to just sit in my office and write a text for the program books, but to have like an active kind of... Um, interaction or exchange with the choreographer and also you know pop into the studio every now and then and yeah with the knowledge you have as a dancer also you know to to be better able to um you know give advice or give give some opinion about dynamics or you know like the dramaturgical um line of a piece um which i think the typical dramaturg probably doesn't have because hardly any of those people have uh, have danced themselves and so yeah that was always in the back of my mind but it's there is no i mean now you see some courses for dramaturgs but back then also there were not maybe there were not really um studies targeted in particular to that so it was a bit like okay i know approximately where i want to end up but the way how to get there wasn't that straightforward or not really clear. 
So, yes. And then there was also like, oh, am I going to be successful? Do you really find jobs with that? And Or is it cultural management maybe the better thing to do because it's somehow more recognized, you know, or more normal to do something like that? Right. So, and yeah, I also had coaching from the advisor from the re-educational program. And I know what they do with people who are, who have like absolutely no clue of what to do. They always ask them to talk to 10 people like who know them very well or not just a little bit or not well at all and ask them what they think would be, you know, a job or a profession or an environment they can envisage them in just to, you know, broaden your perspective because sometimes other people say, oh, you would be perfect doing that and it would be something you would never thought of yourself and then you get like, oh, you know, a bit like familiar with the idea and like, wow, actually they're right, you know, that could really suit me. So this is something they do, for instance. How did you feel about your future when you decided that you wanted to stop and you looked into the future at that moment? How did you project? What were your feelings at that moment? Um, at that moment, I don't know, I guess it's a mixture of like being a bit worried, uh, you know, because it's just unknown. And also, well, I decided, you know, to go to university again. And somehow that was so, that felt like so far away from me, you know, I've, I don't know, I never really cared about normal school. And so I felt like, wow, to go to university, like, I thought, like, do I have the intellect? You know, I'm just a dancer. Like, do I, can I compete with the others? Like, can I get by there? So there was a bit of fear about how successful I could be there. And yeah also how if it really will be the right path or you know if will it lead me to where i want to go to one day but yeah as i said so therefore it was really helpful at least to not have the financial worries at that time so i felt like there is a bit of buffer you know i can just start that and see how it goes and i'm not like oh my god where's you know i have to like look after how i can buy my bread or something Do you feel that you had enough support uh, from the people around you at the time? Um, yeah, I think I had enough support. But in the end, I mean, yes, of course, you know, it's it's very helpful to just speak speak things through with people. Also, you know, to just you reflect differently if you speak it out and you have someone to bounce back ideas with. But um, I think in the end, you just have to somehow come to the conclusion yourself and have to find also the, yeah, the conviction or the power or the determination to just do it. You know, I, of course, it's helpful to have people and you need people to talk to. That's super important. But in the end, it's about you and nothing can take this decision, you know, off your shoulders. You just have to take the decision what you do, really. How do you define yourself today? Do you define yourself as a retired dancer? Do you, what, where's the dancer in you today? Mm. Yeah, retired dancer. Like it's nice because from the re-education for in Holland, they have like a little booklet and uh, the title from the booklet is Ex-Dancers Don't Exist. It's saying that once you're a dancer, you will always stay a dancer. So I believe somehow in my heart, I'm, yeah, I, we will always stay dancers. Um, It's, it's not reduced, you know, it's a state of, it's a mindset somehow. It's not reduced to the, not only the physicality of it. Um, 
yeah and then of course the qualities you you learn or you you have when you went through the education of a dancer and worked in companies you know all these qualities are still qualities which are really they help you a lot you know in the, the other part of the world and outside the dance world because we take it for granted because everyone like our old colleagues all around you know they we had to have it to be successful but people in the normal so-called normal world outside the dance world they they don't have them necessarily and then you also realize wow i wasn't aware of that tool you know of all these tools i have and for me it's easy or it's a natural thing to do but they actually don't have that like you know being resilient and being very disciplined and can being able to organize yourself well and be spontaneous and react to things appropriately or you know finding a way or there's so many qualities so and yeah so i think i don't know exactly what you mean with the question but um or where you want to go to with the question but um yes I, I guess i always yeah i still consider myself somewhat a dancer and maybe in the back of my mind i still have the hope that you know there might be some opportunities coming up every now and then to still as at least as a performer to engage in that that yeah part of my life again but uh, yeah i think it's it's too we're too absorbed for so many years of our life by to completely ban you know abandon that part i think do you feel the like negative aspects about having retired or do you or on the other side do you feel that there's some positive aspects of not having to be on stage and dance anymore mm, well positive aspects in particular in the beginning like i was so happy that i could somehow have more freedom about how i how i organized my life you know because when you're in a company there is like zero freedom you know sometimes this challenge to go to the dentist and like now it's like wow i can go on holidays whenever i want you know it doesn't need to be in that seasonal break and so yeah i was really like wow i never want to be like caught in that um yeah a schedule you know in that very firm schedule where you have like no nothing to say it's just put upon you and you have to function within um but yes i totally do miss to express myself in the in the physical way i i do miss the like i was once in the studio watching a colleague and she was so like she was dancing a piece from rehearsing a piece from georg reichel and she was so immersed with you know all her heart and soul and what she's doing and like i thought wow this is fantastic we have this opportunity on a daily basis in the studio to just play with you know all the aspects of our personality or even aspects which don't belong to our personality and we can you know 100% indulge in trying to yeah find new ways or bringing things out and this is something which i think is it's really hard to to find um like another valve for this like this you know urge to express oneself also in a non-verbal way yeah so i think also when i talk to people who you like ex-dancers um and double quotes when i speak to them a lot of people struggle with this yeah this yeah not the physicality necessarily not you know standing in the fifth position and doing your tondus every day 
but the the yeah expressing yourself like without any borders that's hard to find um, you know a new opportunity is there any other experience that you would like to share or that you would like to address about the topic of career transition for dancers mm. I think it's super individual because for me, like, I feel I'm still in transition. Like I stopped dancing eight years ago and I still haven't written my master thesis because I'm also, you know, doing other things. I'm working already as a freelance um, dramaturg, but yeah, it's, it's not easy, especially in the freelance scene. Um, but I think it's very individual because for instance, I have three children. So I, I couldn't compare myself to like, you know, a single whatever, male, personal, whatever, because, yeah, it's just so difficult. I, I feel like, a, you know, have, having a family and trying to be a responsible mother, um, yeah, puts the brakes on many things. So I think in terms of, like, advice I would have for people, I, I think I would tell people, like, make really sure that you stop dancing because you want to stop dancing and not because of, you know, circumstances. And then also give yourself time and see the qualities you bring to other fields. You know, often, as I said, we are unaware of the qualities we have. Um, and yeah, to, to just, um, I don't know how to see it, like maybe, don't don't uh, yeah see everything with a bit of humor you know it's like because we've been most of us been so determined to this one thing and the goal was always clear so i think we have to take the pressure out of it and give ourselves you know a bit of freedom also to explore well what could what could be the one new target or maybe there are three new targets and maybe it might take five or ten years to establish them or you know Maybe also to have the trust that we, yeah, we are quite capable and, you know, if we find the right gap, <laughs> then it will work out, something will, something new will work out. Mm -hmm.